This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. Now, do you sometimes think life is just unfair? And because of this, you feel frustration, anger, and despair. Well, in this teaching, we're going to be talking about how our inner child gets involved and inflames this pattern of negative thinking and how you can more authentically deal with life's challenges in a balanced and flowing way. Okay, David, so this negative cycle of thinking that life is simply unfair, that we're hard done to, how much is our ego or inner child involved in making this worse or creating this as a pattern of thinking? I'm really smiled when I hear you, when I heard you giving me the introduction, because how many of you out there, your children have come to you and say, it's not fair, it's not fair. And this is what this life lesson is about. Because when a child says it's not fair, what they're actually saying is, it's not the way I would want it to be. So when you say, well, nine o'clock now, bedtime, it's not fair, mummy. I'm just watching this. I'm just doing that. It's not fair. My friends stay up later than me. You're not right. And this is the part of the subconscious mind. As you say, you may want to call it your ego. Uh, or the devil that sits on your shoulder, I would prefer to call it the inner child because it acts just like a child. It's thinking just like a child and it sees life in the perception of a child between around the ages of six and nine years old. And so do we, I guess, do we all have a propensity to swing out of balance into this sense or feeling of unfairness and not rightness and frustration I mean is it a natural thing or is it something that we can correct I think that's a really important and a good question Alex because I believe that we all have that subconscious mind that inner child but it's how much we allow it to run our lives I think we all get that little niggling voice deep in our mind But for some of us, it's not deep in our mind, it's right up front, and it's very powerful. And of course, the inner child's potent weapon, the way that it controls a lot of my clients, it has direct access to the emotions. So when it wants something, when it says, it's not fair, this isn't fair, this isn't just, I shouldn't have it this way, I want it my way, things should be perfect, we'll talk about all of this. It can connect and activate your most intense feelings, anger, frustration, anxiety, depression, overwhelm. And it, it, so a thought becomes more empowered with the emotion. Yeah, it's like a cycle because I guess what you're saying, David, is that if in our self-talk or our beliefs, we, um, we're letting our inner child or our ego run our thought processes 
and we're thinking things should be perfect. Things should be a certain way, whether it's in our relationship, in our career, our family life, our financial life, any aspect. If our inner child is in control and we have those thought processes, things aren't the way that they, I want them to be. It's not fair. That's a thought But those thoughts, whether it's in our self-talk or whether we say out loud when we're having conversations with people, they, if we keep on repeating them, then they are the dynamo that generates the emotions of frustration, discontent, dis-ease, anger, hopelessness. And you're absolutely right, Alex, because that's what forms what I call the carousel of despair. Because then you create these intense emotions. And make no mistake, I'm not underselling the emotions. For some of my clients, they are the most intense experiences that they'll ever encounter. But then what happens? You become the victim of your emotions. And this is when you get into the carousel that is very hard to break. Because you've maybe done done this for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And so it forms a pattern of thought, emotion, behavior. And it becomes a self-fulfilling, you call it a confirmation bias. And you can only see this circle. And you're trapped in the circle. What I want to tell you, the empowerment and the alignment is... This is only a circle that you've created. You can't be a victim of an emotion that you create. And so, as I try and say in every teaching, the most important teaching, the number one of the three foundations, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim of them. Now, intellectually, maturely, A lot of my clients would nod and say, yes, of course, I can't disagree with that. Emotions don't float around the room and attack me like a virus. But then you ask them, does the inner child believe that? Mm. The inner child won't believe that. No, no, no. And in a way... As you say, you when we get into this loop cycle, so we start with the the thought of injustice, unfairness, this is not how I want it. That then creates the red light emotion. The red light emotion then makes uh, we feel discomfort, unhappiness because of, uh, you know, we don't feel in balance. And because we then don't feel in balance, that then affects our internal self-talk and then the internal self-talk creates and or compounds the red light emotion and that's the cycle but but the thing is I just wanted to say the interesting thing is we lose sight of what was the original source of the the dis-ease what was the original thought or series of thoughts that created the initial red light emotion and we get distracted because we just generally feel crap we don't feel good but we we lose sight because we're so stuck in this maze this carousel of uncomfortableness then but then there's two things that happen then Alex the number one thing is the negative consequences almost gives evidence for it's not fair. So when I ask a client, where's the evidence it's not fair, they'll give me the consequences of believing and acting in life as though the world's against you, people are against you. You don't get things that you should get. So it becomes a kind of a confirmation bias Mm -hmm. of that same thing. And then something else very important happens. 
for that part of the mind, this loop, this behavior, this pattern, as some of my clients say, it's ingrained, I can't shift it, it's like it's been chipped into the rock of my brain, it then becomes very comfortable. It then becomes very familiar. Comfortable discomfort. Though. Exactly. Even though it's discomfort and the red lights, the inner child somehow, and this is what people don't understand. So let's take a few moments to explain this. Perversely, the inner child believes there is some control here mm. because the inner child now has got a method of doing something, hoping to manipulate situations, events, by creating the emotion. And then they self, they get caught up into this circle, into this carousel. And so it becomes very familiar. And here's what I just want to say. This story, <clears throat> this carousel, becomes very familiar. And you want to own the story as yours. And then I always say this starts around six to nine years old. But then something else happens between your teens or early 20s. That story becomes your identity. You start to see yourself as the victim. Mm -hmm. You start to see the world is against you. The, the kind of poor me identity. That's exactly what I call it, the poor me. Clients really hate me saying that, but... They view everything, and I call it cherry-picking. They discount all the good things that have mm. happened in, in their lives, the positive things, and they just focus on the negative because that perpetuates the circle. But, David, I know that a lot of people will be listening to this and say, yes, that makes sense, but it doesn't apply to me because I have something really bad going on in my life a real you know whether it's a significant health problem a significant financial problem a significant family problem you're diminishing my situation by saying I'm just being poor me so that's the last thing I'm doing Alex because people listening to this will also say ah oh, you don't understand something unfair injustice did happen to me. I was abused. I was put out. My parents left me. I didn't. This is a real thing. I don't, we are not undermining that. We're saying that that happened. That's real. That's reality. We can't change that. But what you can change is your perception of that. Because if you get drawn into the quicksand of that, oh, look, this bad thing happened to me when I was seven or eight or nine. Therefore, it's going to happen the rest of my life. Now we're talking about the law of attraction. Now you attract the same type of thing as in, as in your life when you adopt that poor me. It's always me. It always happens to me. The world's against me. So it doesn't change what happened to you. What happened to you is real in reality. What we're talking about is how you deal with that. Because if you then slip into the story, poor me, it always happens to me, why me? I'm not good enough, the three lies. Have you ever said this to yourself? I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable or I'm unworthy or I don't deserve it then you've fallen into the poor me trap. And now 
you're now in your story. This story becomes very familiar, almost comfortable, and then it slips into your identity. So you start to self-identify as this. When you go into a job, you've got this demeanor, you've got this mindset. When you're with friends or family or relationships, you have this victim mindset. And I'll just finish on one thing, because this is the main thing, well, not the main, one of the main things that I find with my customer, my clients. You develop a victim dialogue. What do you mean by that, David? Well, how you talk, everything... Why does it always happen to me? It always seems to be me. How does that work for me? I have these immense feelings. They're overpowering, David. I can't control them. All of that is a victim dialogue. You are seeing yourself as a victim of your own emotions and the outside world. So you talked about particularly when people uh, in in their childhood have, have had traumatic abusive, difficult childhoods, and to be very careful not to then let that affect your worldview about that everything's going wrong, the world's a bad place, poor me. But can this principle equally apply to kind of, uh, you know, proper, real, tangible, bad stuff happening in the present as well, in terms of being very careful not to let our inner child jump on this particular real issue and say everything's unfair Uh, this is a complete disaster and then be very blinkered about all the other positive things or the I mean frankly abundance in the universe that is around us at all times even when we are going through very challenging times well, you use the right analogy there, the blinkered, because what the inner child does, it narrows the perception and it just sees what it wants to see, which is the self-confirmation, the self-fulfilling prophecy to prove there's the evidence. Look, it always happens to me. I can't sort it out. Why is it always against me? Why are they always against me? Why do they get away with it and I don't get away with it? So as you just said, it becomes very blinkered. And really, one of the benefits of thinking about this and the Wu Wei wisdom model is to widen the perception. So we're not sitting here and saying, the world is wonderful. Everything always happens to your advantage. The sun always shines. Nothing bad will will ever happen to you. That's the last thing we're saying. We're saying when those challenges come, when your mindset is expanded and your perception is in balance, you can meet those challenges with ease, with flow, with effortless effort. I'll just say one thing about the childhood. For those of you like me who've come through a very dysfunctional, abusive childhood, you are not a victim. You are victorious. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how you got through that. And you use techniques which saved your life. You should congratulate yourself and pat yourself on the back. But they was just techniques that you developed for a period to get through a period in your life. They are not techniques now that will help you flourish and develop. And you have to 
expand, as Alex says, you have to widen that blinkered view and to see the whole world, but more importantly, see the awesomeness, the amazingness in you. See how wonderful you really are and stop this cycle when you're looking back on yourself. You're the last poor me. You are amazing and that's what you've got to change, that very core belief. There's nothing missing in you. There's nothing wrong in you. You are a spiritual being. And I think, David, that I agree, this losing the the victim mindset, losing the poor me mindset is the most powerful first step here. But the other element of this is being very mindful not to fall into the trap of adopting the inner child's worldview, which is that life should follow a kind of exponential positive trajectory. There should be no deviation. If I put effort in, there should be no there should be no dips. Everything should climb upwards, whether it's in my relationships, in my career, in my finances, in my health. That's a misunderstanding. Yes, but it's a childlike misunderstanding, yeah. and that's why the inner child analogy really works. So that's how the inner child sees it. It basically should be the way I want it, when I want it, how I want it. This is the inner child talking. It should be my way and only my way. And if it's not my way, then it's not fair. And so the inner child is always chasing the carrot. It's always looking. There's always something better. There's always a better relationship, a better job, more money, a bigger car, looking better, dressing better. Somebody else. So the inner child absolutely falls into this trap that we do so many videos, CCJ, criticizing, comparing, being judgmental. Here's a typical CCJ that the inner child will do. The inner child will quite happily compare, criticize, and be judgmental about other people. But in the inner child's point of view, nobody should ever do it about Mm -hmm. him. Everybody should be very supportive. And they, he's all, oh my goodness, the inner child's always looking for validation, approval, strokes, somebody to approve of them. But if you've already have value, Shen, if you already have innate self-worth, how can somebody give you something that you already have? And that's why the inner child can't change the story. Because it has to see itself as a victim. It's needy. It has to be looking to manipulate other people to get what it believes he wants. And I'm telling you, you already have it. Here's the paradox of the whole situation. This is where you get so confused. So, David, what we're saying is, in essence, be mindful not to let or or when we sense our inner child is controlling us in when we hit these challenging life situations or when we start to compare, criticize and judge ourselves against other people and say to ourselves, this is not fair, I should be better now, things are always going wrong for me. So we know, we've said, move away from that inner child type of thinking. But what should we be moving towards? This kind of Being more in contact with our authentic self, our spiritual self, our Shen, as you teach. Yes, and this is where the inner child does not want to do this. The inner child will absolutely resist this. Instead of grounding yourself 
in your worth and value, which I believe is innate, inherent, you have worth and value. Worth and value is not something that somebody else gives you or takes away from you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do it. It's your birthright. It's your spiritual gift. Now, what the inner child will not, that will not excite the inner child. What the inner child wants is value from society, from what others think. The inner child will be happy to look on Facebook and see what the trends are and try and meet the trends. How tall are they? How short are they? Have they got a six-pack? Have they got this? Have they got this latest thing? And so rather than grounding their life in what they can control, their shen, they tend to ground themselves in society. What society thinks is right? What society thinks is successful? This is so, I have to use the word crazy. This is crazy because society is always changing. And so the inner child has nothing concrete to ground itself in. It's like trying to live on shifting sand that's never there. So David, if we're aware of this, if we're aware of this inner child habit, this inner child desire to want to follow the pack, to compare, to be perfect. We have the choice. We What we are in control of is where we put our mind and our thoughts. Yeah. And we can, we can, rather than be tightly dragged around by our inner child in 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 all the ways you just talked about we can make the choice to connect inwards to our authentic self to our shen because if we do that and we can do that through kind of short meditative practices or any form of form of internal rebalancing if we do that then our shen if we allow our shen to guide us our shen knows that when we hit challenges, it accepts that this is part of life. This may be difficult. I, you know, I, this may be out of my control. This may be unknown in terms of outcomes or time periods or knock-on effects. But our Shen trusts that we can cope with the situation. And our, I guess our Shen also trusts that there is something to be learned here, no matter how challenging this situation may be. And that's why we call these videos life lessons, because we're not promising you a life if you follow what we're saying, that everything is going to be rosy. That's the last thing we're promising. But what we're promising is you have so much ability, tools, you have so much energy and spirit and shen inside of you. Whatever obstacle comes your way, you will cope. And how do I know that? Because you always have. The idea that I can't cope, I can't manage, is foolish. Because whatever age you are, you've always coped. What we're talking about is coping, what I would say, in Wu Wei. Effortless effort. Being able to navigate your way around these challenging situations authentically, truthfully, honestly, not allowing the inner child screaming and shouting. Like, you know, when sometimes you've been driving your car and the, inner, the child, your physical child in the back seat, kicking the back of the chair, 
You have to learn to deal with that. Because you can't put him or her in control of driving the car. And that's what a lot of my clients have done. They've pulled the car over and they've said to the child, well, jump in the driving seat then and you drive it. And so we have a six, seven, eight-year-old driving a mature person's life and this is where it goes wrong. So you have this great resource that I call Shen, your spirituality. This is your truth. This is your honesty. This is your integrity. You may want to call it your inner voice, your inner knowing, your intuition, but you know it's there. Because how many times have you listened to that squealing inner voice and afterwards you said to yourself, I always knew that that was wrong. And that's the voice you should be anchoring into, not what the latest fad is on, in, on Facebook or what people are saying in magazines or the way they look. Be responsible for you. Absolutely acknowledge your true Shen and your true awesomeness. And then you'll see your life change. And then you'll be able to flow in balance, in harmony, and you'll be able to reach your true potential. Wonderful. Thank you, David. And uh, if you're interested in the topic of Shen, we have a whole a teaching playlist on Shen, and I will put a link to that in the show notes, as well as a link to our Shen guided meditation, which will really help you connect to your Shen, that inner wisdom, that authentic self when you need it during challenging times. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.